We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, this is Steven, the host of the Guilty as Charged podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are available on all podcast platforms as well as YouTube. We do appreciate any ratings or reviews and all subscribers to our YouTube channel. That being said, today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is our sponsor, who has been great for us. They've been an amazing partner to work with, and they have some great products to make sure that you are feeling your best for the upcoming summer months. If you're feeling a little frisky downstairs, they have the Lawnmower 2.0. They also have anti-chafing boxer briefs, which are a personal favorite of mine, as well as ball deodorant and some amazing smelling cologne. If you use the code GUILTY at checkout, you get 20% off and free shipping your purchase. Again, that's the code GUILTY at checkout for 20% off. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Guilty as Charged podcast. Here with my guy, Arjun. Uh, we just got back from the third day of training camp. So we're going to talk about some things uh, that we observed in terms of formations and usage and things like that. And then also talk about some players that stood out today. So Arjun, how are you doing today, man? Great. Pretty hot outside, uh, but finally got to meet Steven for the first time. So that was, that was pretty awesome. And, you know, we were right up against the fence. So we kind of saw all the action and everything that we could. Took a lot of mental notes, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I was really surprised at how hot it was, right? Like, because I think everybody kind of looks at, oh, it's 80 degrees. But it was really hot. I'm really sweaty. Don't smell very good. So sorry to be arguing about that one. But um, let's start with some players that stood out today. I think both of us are on the same page about who we want to talk about first. Uh, and that is linebacker Kaiser White. So what did you see from Kaiser today? um and some potential looking forward to like his usage and things like that yeah so so number one was it seems like when the chargers went nickel so they ran three corners and then two safeties it, it looked like kaiser was the second uh linebacker instead of drew tranquil which i thought was pretty interesting yeah. even because when the chargers only went two corners so they were in their base package tranquil was a starter but when they went nickel kaiser came on and i mean kaiser just he had such a great day today he had a pick against easton stick uh, he had two like pass breakups in the flats and in coverage, and ultimately like he looked faster. He looked like the 2018 version of yeah. himself, and you know I'm I'm super excited to see how Staley uses him. Um, but overall, I mean he was pretty much being used as like the nickelbacker, which is kind of what I was expecting from him. But I just didn't I didn't expect him to run with the ones as much as he did. 
because it seemed like Tranquil and Staley had such a good good relationship together. Yeah, that was definitely a surprise today with how much uh, Kaiser was rotating with the ones instead of Drew Tranquil. Um, most of the time, Kenneth Murray was also on the field, yeah. right? So yeah. um, looks like, you know, Kenneth Murray is going to stay on the field quite a bit, which is obviously good news. Really excited to see him, you know, fly around. And he did make some plays in the run game too. But um, I, I don't think any defensive player in terms of the back seven, uh, or excuse me, the back, you know, players, back rotation, whatever, um, had a better day than Kaiser White. So, you know, I, I'm definitely not overstating things. Like Arjun mentioned, he had an interception. He had two pass breakups. Looks really, really explosive, which is obviously really good news for the Chargers. The more weapons that Staley can use, the better. So, uh, anyone else on defense stand out to you today, Arjun? Um, I think I think Faceline had a pretty solid day. Um, I think there's a there's a video on like Chargers Instagram and Twitter that shows like Tyron Johnson had like the deep throw, but Faceline had pretty good coverage. And I mean, that was like that one throw Mahomes made. Yeah. Uh, against the, you just put it in the perfect spot, yeah. and Herbert would have got sacked that play anyway, and Wosu had him down. <laughs> Uh, but I thought Payson played pretty good. And it's interesting that, you know, he's running with the ones. He's he's yeah. the outside corner when the Chargers go nickel. And we we should have expected this given how much Staley, Ronaldo Hill, and Derek Ansley have, have hyped him up. Right. And it's not a bad thing. Like, I think in the NFL, there's two positions where you, you can never have enough players, and that's receiver and cornerback. Right. And the Chargers' depth was exposed last year when Hayward went down, when Harris went down. So Payson can step up and become the, the outside corner um, opposite Michael Davis instead of Asante Samuel, I'm for it, you know, and he's he's showing that he, he's playing pretty well right now in training camp. He is, and I think he's a, a much more willing tackler than you know Michael Davis is, and, and you know some of the other cornerbacks. So that's a fun element that the Chargers can mess around with. Um, you know, we didn't see a whole lot of of plays being made by the safeties in terms of Derwin James and Sierra Adderley. Um, Derwin, you know, barking around and and communicating quite a bit. That's definitely something that you notice. Um, but in terms of defensive players, you know, those two were were the ones that stood out. Um, the play to Tyron Johnson, great play by Herbert, great catch by Tyron Johnson. Um, but yes, he would have been sacked, which, you know, we kind of laughed about yeah. because everyone starts getting hyped and starts cheering and rightfully so. But it's like, yeah, but he would have been sacked in mm-hmm. real life. So um, definitely funny there in terms of, you know, how the passing game excuse out. Uh, excuse us. Looks like we had a little connection I- issue there. Uh, hotel Wi-Fi is not great. So. Uh, let's talk about Tyron Johnson because he was all over the place today making plays. Uh, he, he caught a couple of screens. He had the deep ball to, uh, from Justin Herbert. It seems like he has really kind of taken the lead. Obviously, it's very early. Um, but I think he just gives the Chargers something that Jalen Guyon and Josh Palmer can't. Like, well, looks like we're struggling a little bit here. Um, but, you know, that's no shade to Jalen Guyon or Joshua Palmer. But it does seem like to me, you know, based off of everything we're seeing and hearing that Tyron Johnson is kind of beginning to separate himself from the rest of the pack. Yeah, I agree. And I think his, his explosiveness, like there's 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 a difference between like speed and like and quickness. Yeah. Right. I think the best comparison is like Henry Ruggs has speed, but he's not a Tyreek. Like Tyreek has that short field quickness. I think Tyron Johnson has a better short field quickness than like a Jalen Guyton. Yes. Um, and so after the catch ability, Guyton's good when like he has a step, but can he make a person miss here and there? I think T. Billy's a little bit better than that. We also saw Johnson um, in kick returns today. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnson and a Guyton with Pearl. So that, that's good to see because I think Tyron Johnson, like outside of ca- after he catches the ball, he's pretty good at, you know, making people miss. So I'm happy to see him get some run there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm glad you mentioned, you know, his short area quickness because 
you know, if he can be a deep threat and also give you some yards after catch in the short area, do some fun things in the screen game, I think obviously that will help, you know, strengthen his case because that's not who Jalen Guyton is. Um, unfortunately, Guyton did struggle with some drops today. And so did KJ Hill. KJ Hill had a, had a tough day at the office. Um, you know, he, Popper said that he had a really good day yesterday. So I was kind of looking forward to watching him, but uh, you know, I tweeted out, he was run blocking on a pass play. Yeah. So tough day for KJ Hill today. And a lot of mental errors. I think he had a play where he ran into, he ran the wrong route. Herbert was talking to him after it didn't really look like he, he was on his stuff today. Uh, just could be an off day. You know, everyone has those days. Um, I think the last person I want to bring up, Jared Cook. Yeah. Uh, he had a really, really nice, like, back shoulder catch, like, above his High head. High point. Yeah. Of, of, over Nasir Adderley when they were running the red zone drills. Um, I thought he looked pretty good. He, you know, his hands are, are are as good as, like, I think people are better than people give him credit for. Like, I think, you know, people want to talk about the fumble he had in the in the divisional game. But if you're criticizing, criticizing a player off one play, then you're not giving him you know, the full respect that he deserves. Yeah. So I think he's looking really good. Uh, a mismatch in the red zone. And the best part about that play was they had Parham on one side, or they had Parham and Cook lined up together. Yep. And that's a six five six nine <laughs> combo, right? So um, I'm super excited to see how that was. I think Parham also caught a Parham had a touchdown, a touchdown too, yeah. in that red zone drill. So both of them pretty solid days. And obviously I think Cook has cemented himself as the number one tight end. Yeah, absolutely. I fully expect Jared Cook to, you know, lead this group in terms of targets. Um, but the rotation was fairly even, you know, Trey McKitty was rotating in there with the ones on occasion as well. Um, Steven Anderson got, got a couple of plays in there. Um, so all three tight ends, potentially four could have a role. Um, it was fun to see how they use the tight ends, right? Yeah, because I, yeah. I think that's, you know, you can put Parham and, and cook on the same side and that's a big time mismatch nightmare. So on, uh, Parham's touchdown, which I think was like the third play of the seven on seven, you know, they had, uh, Parham and Cook on the same side. Parham ran down the seam, and Jared Cook kind of ran like an out route. So yeah. you know, create some mismatches. Um, the Herbert's throw to Parham, man, like that was a laser. Hit yeah. him right in the money. The guy covering him, I, I think, was I think it might have been Kenneth Murray. Yeah, I think um, it was also Murray had no chance to make a play. Like couldn't even get his head around. The ball was just there so quick. So impressive day from Herbert throwing the football. You know, he's his ball placement is just so good and the arm strength is so noticeable from anyone who is there watching yeah yeah the, the arm strength is there i think i, I will say I, from my end i thought there were a little bit of accuracy concerns they had a, he had a stretch where he had like three straight incompletions yeah. a, a bad throw to justin jackson in the flats another an uh inaccurate pass to like i think it was mike williams and honestly i haven't seen mike williams get a ton of targets it's pretty early on and it's not like you know the offense is running like yeah. 10 play drives it's only like five six times five six plays with the ones um, but yeah, if you want to, if you want to transition into like what we saw from the offense, a lot of, a lot of different formations, Eckler lining up out wide, Eckler running or going in motion. Neighbors was lining up in yep. the, as like a, the wide tight end right, right next to Cook, caught a pass there. T Billy's lining up in the slot. I will say, I think Guyton played a little more with the ones than, than T, uh, T Billy did, but it could just be like personnel based, just like right. testing it out. But he was the main target. He what like T Billy did have more catches than Guyton did. So, um, you know, pretty solid yeah. day there. Tyron Johnson was definitely more involved. Um, Jalen Guyton's not going to go away, right? Like, I think his connection with Justin Herbert is obviously something that can kind of carry over. Um, but, yeah, not a whole lot of love for Mike Williams today. I felt like, in general, it was kind of a tight ends day. Yeah, it was. Because even sure. even the backups, uh, you know, Chase Daniel and Easton Stick, they threw a couple balls to Hunter Campmoyer. You know, 
Art mentioned Gabe Neighbors caught a pass too. So just kind of seemed like a tight end today. Yeah. Tight end day yeah. today. So definitely gonna be interesting to see how those ones pan out. I should, you know, I pointed out Hunter Camp Moyer did have three targets today. He dropped one, which was honestly the best pass that we've seen from Easton Stick. Yeah, in my right on the money and like in stride. I thought he, yeah. he would have got popped in a real game, but, like, <laughs> but but it was a really good pass and you know just kind of like let it go through his hands there. Yeah, yeah. So tough one, but you know it definitely seems like uh, the backups are, are kind of favoring Hunter Camp Moyer. The other receiver from the backup group that kind of stood out was actually Jason Moore. Yeah, he uh, had, a, had a good day today. Jason Moore had a good day today. He had three or four targets from the from the backups. Um, a lot bigger in person than I, you know, originally thought. Run some. He's a good route runner, not a great route runner, but you know, if he can kind of carve out a really nice connection with the backups, you know, maybe he surprises some people and and ends up making the the roster. I remember uh, the previous staff kind of praised him for his blocking ability, which uh, obviously can you know, lead to a role on special teams and things like that. So we'll see what happens with Jason Moore. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I don't trust the old staff because I posted a, <laughs> a picture on Twitter, like where, where the Chargers and Bucks are playing and like Herbert was surrounded by four defensive players and Jason Moore like missed the block on the safety. So yeah. I'm not, not going <laughs> to, you know, hype him up too much. He's been on this roster for a couple of years now, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I will say he had a solid day. Yeah. Um, and you want to talk about the defense, right? So yeah. Uh, just like we, me and Tyler talked about on the first day, it's just a lot of moving pieces. And it's like the, the thing that I thought was most interesting, uh, Staley always talks about he wants a one-on-ones in the, in the run game. So he's always lining up five guys along the line. Like it's, I'm not sure if you want to ca- categorize it as like a 5-1, five, 5-2, five, or if you want to call it as like a 3-3, three, 3-3-5 three, 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 or a 3-2-5 or 3-2-6 or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, the Chargers, it seemed like they always had – three defensive tackles so like jones tillery and linval bosa nuosu or fackerel nuosu or rump fackerel yeah. they always had five guys there to stop the run and i mean i think you can agree with me on this they had like zero no running around yeah. yeah and it's you know it's it's crazy because you know a co- in a single high safety you have the extra guy in the box but the chargers were not that great against the run in some games like the patriots game got ran over by james robinson against the jags yeah. but even though they have one less guy in the box it looks like they're better at stopping the run. So, you know, I think it's a lot of credit to Staley and Ronaldo Hill. You know, they put together a good defense, stopping the run. And you're going to need it when you're going against like Javante Williams and uh, Josh Jacobs this year. Yeah, absolutely. In general, like you got to still be able to stop the run. I think obviously it's a passing league, right? But you still got to be able to stop the run. And Christian Covington, uh, he rotated in quite a bit with the ones as well. So um, we kind of talked about on Wednesday, you know, it seems like Christian Covington, Kaiser White and uh, and um, Brandon Faison are kind of the three main players who will rotate in, and, and you can yeah. talk about you can throw Kyler Fackrell in there as well. Um, but well, like we talked about before, you know, it's so hard from an offensive lineman standpoint <laughs> yeah. to block these guys when there's no pads, there's nothing to grab on to, which is a huge thing for offensive linemen. But you know, defense still has to stand out. I know a lot of people were asking us about you know how the rookies looked. I didn't see a whole lot of Chris Rump today. Um, He was very active on special teams, but um, he's been getting some praise from the coaches, which is obviously notable. Um, And then Asante Samuel Jr. did rotate in with the ones a few plays. When he did come in with the ones, he was in the slot. Yeah, and that was noticeable. Chris Harris was either, you know, at safety or, you know, Chris Harris would come off and Brandon Faison would stay outside. So um, that's a very interesting thing considering we kind of viewed him as, as an outside corner. Um, but you know, when he's with the ones, he's been in the slot when he's with the twos, he does play outside. 
Um, but when he does come in with the ones, he has been playing in the slot a little bit more. Yeah, I agreed, agreed with Steven there. Derwin was in the slot a little bit. We talked about it on a Wednesday. I think that's a possibility when you're going against Travis Kelsey right. and Darren Waller. Chris Harris at safety, he's in that. He's pretty much playing like that positionless role, him and Derwin, which I think is, is really good. Keep the defense guessing, you know, is Derwin on the line of scrimmage or is he uh, – is he in the back end, right? It yeah. helps, keeps the offensive line guessing, keeps the quarterback guessing, all about disguise, which I think is super important. So yeah, great job by Staley there. Interested to see, you know, how much, how many more players move around. But yeah, Sante in the slot, I think that's definitely something to keep keep a keep a watch of. And I mean, everyone's gonna rotate spots. It really seems like Michael Davis is kind of the only one that yeah. doesn't really rotate a yeah. whole lot. Michael Davis kind of stays outside. Boundary. He had a pass breakup today as well on Keenan Allen, which was a really good play by him. Um, but yeah, you know, Chris Harris was not lying. Like he's going to be moving around a lot. Everybody kind of just views him as like a slot and outside corner, but, um, he was deep safety quite yeah, a bit today. Yeah, he was, um, you know, and that just gives the chargers more options, right? So Derwin moving around, Chris Harris moving around, you know, allows Brandon face on to take some reps in the slot. Asante Samuel Jr. to take some snaps in the slot. So a lot of moving parts in the secondary today. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to add one last thing before we, I think, start wrapping up. Um, I, I did see a really interesting formation, which is a college formation. It's a three safety look that yeah. Iowa State has not perfected, but it's it's become a part of their defense. Absolutely. It was uh, Nasir Gilman at the two safety spots and then Derwin in the slot with, I think, Chris Harris. So it was like their dime package. Yeah. So you had Derwin at dimebacker and Chris Harris at nickelbacker, and they ran three safeties, which I thought could be a really fun way to, to stop the, uh, probably a third down package third and long, I would assume, just you want more guys who can cover. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Staley's always talked about adaptability, and he has he has a lot of college coaches, right? Like um, Derek Ansley's from Tennessee. You know, he's bringing those college roots over, a lot of those college concepts. So the three safety look I thought was super, super interesting. It was only for like two plays. but Yeah, um, yeah. but I mean, that's absolutely a, a good call. You know, if Staley wants to bring in some college ideas, I know the Carolina Panthers brought in that 3-3-5 three, yeah. three, 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 look quite yeah, a bit last year. Did. So, you know, that's it's a passing league at the end of the day. So if you can get, find ways to get six defensive backs on the field and not lose, you know, your ability to stop the run, I think that's a good call. It was interesting that it was Gilman today. Apparently it was Mark Webb yesterday. Yeah. So those two will be rotating. There, there's a lot of rotating going along, going, going around in general. Um, like Easton Stick was the second quarterback with the seven on seven. And then in the 11 on 11 portion, it was Chase Daniels. So um, obviously – position battles are going to be happening all yeah. around anyone else in terms of like positioning or, you know, um, like rotating that kind of stood out to you today. No, I think, I think we covered, covered everyone. Yeah. So lots to look forward to today. Um, and, and tomorrow, of course, the big day, which I think is going to be, uh, if I remember right, it's going to be their longest practice. So if you're able to make it out, absolutely, you know, check on Twitter if there's still tickets for anybody. Um, Arjun, it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah, and I'll, I'll see you tomorrow with, with Tyler. We should have pretty good coverage um, of the whole thing tomorrow. Right, a lot of videos and a lot of a really good recap. Yeah, absolutely. So make sure and you know check us out on Twitter. Make sure follow Arjun, who is you know doing a great great job with all the analytics and stuff like that. Uh, and let us know in the comments what you guys think. Subscribe to the channel, like the videos, all that good stuff. Thanks, guys.
everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.